0: In the name of the living God and the God of the living, in the name of the forgiving God and the God of the forgiving. Please be comfortable, as comfortable as you can be with either what's going on or what you know is about to happen, because you know this gospel is about forgiveness, so you know the sermon has to be too. Maybe it's a good thing you're wearing masks and I can't see the face you're making. You can go ahead and stick your tongue out at me, I won't even know. And I wouldn't blame you. So I'm going to ask your forgiveness in advance for this um, this illustration I'm going to use. Do you remember uh, when the Saints played the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs a few years ago? And they had, the game was won, right? They just had to push that receiver out of bounds. Game over. They would have advanced. Surely they were going to the Super Bowl, right? You remember that, right? But what happened? Marcus... Williams went low, and the guy went high, and a guy landed on his feet, and there was nobody around. It was the Minneapolis miracle. Ran into the touchdown, Saints lose, playoff hopes, Super Bowl championships hopes, dash. Do you remember that? Isn't that a, that's a great memory to come back to, isn't it? But, but here's my point in bringing that up. Did you know that there were some people Good Christian people so committed to the act and life of forgiving that they immediately forgave Marcus Williams. They did. Immediately forgave him. And as a result, their blood pressure came down. Their heart rate improved. They were able to spend that entire off-season in a place of peace and tranquility. Did you know that? Well, I don't know really if that happened or not. But, but I do know, and I have on good medical scientific studies, that forgiveness does, in fact, have exactly that kind of effect on us. Uh, David Pooter is, a, um, is a, a medical doctor. He's a specialist in psychiatry and psychotherapy. And he talks about um, that very thing, that very act of what happens when we forgive, citing medical studies that do indeed show that people who do forgive do have improved blood pressure, do improve their heart condition, do lower their levels of cortisol and adrenaline, have reduced anger and chronic pain associated and kind of intermingled that comes with uh, anger, that forgiveness is indeed good for the body, as well as good for the soul. Do you believe it? I remember in um, a part of my life where I was hurting, um, and and I had suddenly back problems that I'd never had before. And a wise friend said, it's stress, AJ. And then I went to see my spiritual director, and she said, yeah, AJ, we are embodied creatures, so if your soul is hurting... Of course, it's going to manifest physically. And so, of course, if our soul is healing, that healing will also manifest physically. It's true. So we should forgive. We should forgive in order to let go of that anger, sadness, disgust, bitterness, resentment. We should forgive to let go of that so that we can heal Body, mind, and spirit, as we say. Why else should we forgive? Because Jesus said so. (laughs) Now we can also ask, well, why did Jesus say so? Was it to make our lives so difficult? No. Because Jesus knows that the truth will set us free. And the truth is... We are forgiven people, and so that truth sets us free. It sets us free to also then to forgive others, and that also sets us free. Did you hear that parable? That wonderful parable. And first of all, I, I got—I I, want to make sure we hear. And I tried to read it like that to indicate that Jesus is talking in hyperbole. Jesus is. Speaking in exaggerated terms, so that the story sort of uh, is is portrayed in such a vivid way that you can't miss the details. It's like the the the, the guy who um, who pleaded that his debt um, that he just had time so that he could repay the debt. He couldn't repay that debt. That debt was two hundred thousand years worth of his wages. Two hundred thousand years. So when he says, just, give me, just be patient with me and give me time, and I will repay you. And so the Lord says, you know what? I'm going to do you better than that. I'm not just going to give you time. I'm going to erase the debt. Can you imagine that gift? 200,000 years. I think your credit card debts are bad. Think of that. 200,000 years. Forget it. It's over. It doesn't exist anymore. That should have been life changing, shouldn't it? But instead, he walks out of the door and immediately sees someone who owes him eh, a couple of months worth of wages. Does he show the same kind of mercy that has been shown to him? No. His colleague says the exact same, does the exact same thing, falls down and says, just give me time and I'll pay you. Does he show him the same mercy, even a fraction of the mercy that he has been shown? No. Oh boy. It comes back to get them, doesn't it? So will my father do to you if you don't forgive your brother and sisters from your heart. The truth will set us free. And the truth is, we have received this mercy of God. Shouldn't we show just fractions of that mercy day by day? Freely, freely, we have been given. So freely, freely, we should also give it away. That's why we need to forgive. It is good for our body and soul, and it's also a way of remembering our own status, our own gift that we have received, having been forgiven. We are people of forgiveness. Forgiveness Is for life. Forgiveness is for life. So are you ready to forgive? But maybe you don't know how? Because I think it's easier to say, okay, yeah, I I should forgive, than to actually be able to forgive. Is it difficult? Do you find it difficult to forgive? Well, maybe it's helpful, first of all, to think about what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is, and this is, again, I'm quoting David Puder here. Forgiveness is not uh, excusing what happened. It's not denying it or overlooking it. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Sometimes we hear that, right? Forgive and forget. No. Forgiveness is not forgetting. It's not justifying of what happened. It's not just us calming down or not being so angry anymore. And it's more than just making us feel good. It's more than just the gift that we give ourselves. It's one step towards reconciliation, but it's not reconciliation yet. And forgiveness is not um, dependent on the person who wronged me, because that would be giving my power to them still. No, forgiveness is something that we do, a decision that we make, a process that we go through that says, what happened was wrong. And I feel all of the emotions that come with having been wronged Angry, sad, disgusted, bitter. I feel all of that. And I deserve to be paid back for that. But I'm making the choice to let God take care of that. I'm letting that go. That's forgiveness. So how can, you, how can we forgive? These steps may help. These steps that he outlines, I, I think, are helpful. So the first one is to acknowledge that what happened... So if you can imagine... and, and Maybe start small, okay? Uh, imagine someone who has wronged you in some way. Acknowledge that what they did was unfair, and that... You feel the emotions that come from that. You really feel them. And you know that it was wrong. And that at some level, they, they owe you. And then, after you've really felt those feelings, again, not sort of denied them, not overlooked them, not sort of justified them in some way, but just feeling them, then you make a decision. Am I going to forgive or not? Am I going to forgive them or not? Right now, am I going to forgive them? And maybe make a chart, he says. Reasons to forgive, reasons to remain angry, bitter, and resentful and hurt. And if the reasons to remain angry, bitter, resentful and hurt outweigh the reasons to forgive, maybe it's not time. Maybe you're not able. But... In that column, be sure to think about how will my life be different if I do forgive? How will those around me, how will their lives be different if I do let go of this burden that I'm carrying? What will happen if I don't spend so much of every day's emotional energy thinking about the past? How might letting that go determine a different future? if I choose to forgive. He said that um, in a study that that one person did, ten years after divorce, fifty percent, ten years, fifty percent of the women and one-third of the men were still intensely bitter. Ten years. What's really terrifying is that the 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 it communicated a, a sense of anger to their children too? So in that column, as we choose whether or not to forgive, think about how the future may be different if it's not dictated by the past. Can we choose to forgive? To choose to forgive doesn't mean that we do it on our own. It doesn't mean that we forget. It doesn't mean that we don't even seek justice but it is to say, God, you take care of this. I don't want to carry this anymore. And we as people of faith can trust that God will, God does help take that off of us. But we have to decide here, and then it works down through here. So that's the next step. Once we've decided to forgive, the next step is to continue that commitment to forgive. Because you know what? It's a process. I used to hear Peter saying, Lord, how many times should I forgive, up to seven times? And Jesus saying, no, 77 times, or 70 times seven times. Basically, expect to continue to forgive. And I used to think that that meant um, for another offense, or a third offense, or a seventh offense. Now what I'm hearing Jesus saying is that no, what he's saying is every day, maybe sometimes several times a day, we have to choose to forgive for that same offense. In that story that we read of Joseph forgiving his brothers, remember they sold him into slavery. That's not the first time that Joseph forgives them. That's actually the second time that the story in Genesis talks about that. But they're still holding on. They're still afraid. What if now the dad is dead, he remembers and he pays us back? Joseph has to forgive them again. We, in this being people of forgiveness, we have to decide after acknowledging what happened and it really hurt us, we have to decide to forgive and then we have to continue that commitment to forgiveness. And God's grace helps us all along the way. Those are the initial steps of forgiveness. Perhaps there is a next step. Maybe towards reconciliation, where you go back to that person that hurt you, and you try to communicate what happened and how it affected you, so that they can acknowledge that and reply. Maybe maybe they can acknowledge that and apologize, and you can reconcile, maybe, eventually. But these steps of forgiveness are really about us, and we have the power to do that because if we ask, God will help us do this. Because we are people of forgiveness. Forgiveness is for life. Forgiveness is for us to continue to do all throughout our lives. There's that hymn, I'm going to lay down my sword and shield. You know that one? Chase, you know that one. Down by the riverside, right? Down by the riverside. Down by the river. I'm going to lay down my sword and shield and I ain't going to worry, I'm going to practice war no more. Forgiveness is to lay down our sword and shield. God will help us lay those burdens down because God is God, we worship the living God and the God of the living. The forgiving God and the God of the forgiving. Forgiveness is for life. Ours and the worlds.